Hello, welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. So this is the week beginning the 4th of March. Julianne, we've got some interesting people again this week, haven't we? Anne Martin is very interesting. She studied Chinese at school and then at university in the 70s. And at that point, she went over to China and it was during the Cultural Revolution. And Anne Martin has been living in Annecy for a few years, but she's just her and her husband have moved to Tisbury. And she's really joined the Tis Talk team. Yeah, she's um, been doing some really useful interviews for us and with us. Yeah, she's been having some very fascinating conversations with people around here, but she's fascinating in herself, isn't she? And then we've got Kate Gam, haven't we? And she reviews a film called Baghdad Cafe that's coming up at the Victoria Hall. And then we're finished with the What's Ons. So we're going to start with our main guest of the week, Anne Martin. Now, Anne is involved in all sorts of things in Tisbury, but I'm going to talk to her today about China, which is her great love. But can you just sum up a few of the things that you're involved in in Tisbury first? Yes, well, quite a lot of things, because when I came to Tisbury, I didn't know anybody at all. So um, my husband was working in London, so I just bought a copy of Focus and I went to everything in Focus. Um, And I ended up being the chair of the History Society, which I still do. Um, I'm involved in Link, um, driving people to hospital. Um, I do the distribution for Focus magazine. And um, I do open the book at the schools where we dress up and tell stories from the Bible. And I've also done quite a bit of teaching of Chinese in various schools on and off. Now let's wind right back, Anne, and talk about your great love, which is China. How did it all begin? So I studied at Leeds um, for three years, and then I got a government scholarship to go to China. And I spent two years studying in China. That was 1974 to 1976. So they were the last two years of the Cultural Revolution. Under Mao Zedong. Yes, Mao was still alive then. Um, And this was a period when he decided that he wanted to uh, reform the cultural side of China. Mm. And a lot of intellectuals were sent to the countryside and um, the Red Guards, who were young people, went about burning books, criticising their teachers, and um, China was in a state of chaos Mm. for almost 10 years. But by the time I got there, things had calmed down, and people were poor, everything was rationed, and they were waiting for Mao to die, really. Which part of China were you in, Anne? I was in Beijing for two years. So the first year I was in a languages college where there were students from all over the world um, and some Chinese students. Mm -hmm. And then in the second year, I was at Beijing University in the history department. And um, I shared a room with a Chinese student and we really had the life of a Chinese student. So that was great because we went to the countryside to be re-educated and we went to the factories as well to be re-educated by the workers. 
Um, but I say re-educated because, you know, they had a tall sort of person with long blonde hair come into a Chinese factory. And bizarrely, the people, we went to the iron and steel factory, which is a huge factory on the western side of Beijing. And these huge pieces of machinery would be craned into our workshop. And these workers were... Um, they set to with their spanners and things. And of course, I couldn't do anything. But actually, all they wanted to ask me was about the royal family. <laughs> Bizarrely, they were fascinated by the royal family in the Cultural Revolution. And we lived in the countryside as well with families. So my Chinese got really good then because nobody spoke English. Mm. Also, when you study at university, you kind of learn lots about the language, but you get there. And then you can't even say anything to a shopkeeper because they don't sort of say, good afternoon, how are you? They kind of say, oh, how's things going? And so I had to completely relearn my Chinese. Um, but it was just a great adventure. I absolutely loved it. And even though nowadays people say, oh, the Cultural Revolution was a really bad time in China. But because there was no advertising, China was cut off from the Western world. Mm. I mean, there were no, we couldn't make phone calls. Mm. Letters took three weeks to come. Somehow you felt you were in a sort of cocoon. But the relationships I had with the Chinese students were very, very close and very good. And the relationships with the people in the countryside because people didn't have TVs, mobile phones, advertising. You couldn't buy anything in the shops. Mm. There was no social media. There was no culture of buying things. Mm. And all there was was the relationship with other people. Right. All students live on campus in a building, and the students live in um, rooms of about 10 to a room, but we were two to a room. And every morning, it's very regimented, every morning loudspeakers in the university start up at about six o'clock in the morning and you get dressed and you go outside to do morning exercises. And then you go to your class and then at lunchtime you go to the dining hall with a bowl and a spoon which you carry in your bag, a metal bowl and a spoon, and you queue up a bit like the army. Rice, cabbage, bit of meat... But we had money, so we could eat out in the small amount of restaurants that there were. And then when you were in the countryside, were you expected to work on the land? Well, we went as a class to the countryside, so your whole class would go, and we would be billeted in a village. So we'd sort of take over the village, and we lived with a family. And in the countryside, normally the houses have a big fire in the middle of the house where they cook all their meals on a wok. And then they sleep in a big kind of box called a kung. And the hot air from the fire is piped under the kung and it keeps it warm. And that this is a huge, great sort of boxing and everybody sleeps on it. So you just roll out your quilt and sleep mm. on there. So that all the, there was about five students all sleeping on this big kung together. Mm. And the family slept in the bedroom the other side. And All, all young women? Yes, oh yes, yes. And uh, there was no running water, so we pumped all our water from a pump outside the house. And the toilet was at the end of the pigsty. So they had a pigsty outside because every farmer had a pig, very important in China for food and for pig hair and so on. And the human toilet was at the end of the pigsty and the human waste just mixed with the pig waste and then they spread it on the field. So that was our life in the countryside. And do you still continue with your Chinese links, even though you're in the middle of Wiltshire? I still take tours to China, but um, you know I haven't been for five years. Mm -hmm. But 
I met my wonderful friend, Emma, who lives on the Wyndham Estate, whose family live in Shanghai. And I've become like her kind of Tisbury mum, which is wonderful. And so we, she's kept my love of Chinese alive. I'm privileged to have seen China 50 years ago yes. and to have seen it change over those 50 years. Mm, absolutely. Now, Anne, we have a little fun thing. What gets you out of bed in the mornings? Well, as I said, I've always been an early riser and I think it's because of the days in China when we were woken up by loudspeakers um, with Chinese music blaring and I always set my alarm and I'm up doing my exercises in the morning looking out at the beautiful views that we have over the pond here. And I've always been a morning person, I think probably because of my kind of early Chinese training. I see, okay. Would Chinese music be a favourite disc that you'd take to a desert island? Do you know, I think it wouldn't. I think it would be something like um, the Rolling Stones, Let's Spend the Night Together. Because I love a bit of a dance. Okay. And I think that would get me up and dancing. What do you most like about Tisbury and the area, or about here in Asti? Oh, I love the countryside. It, it never... You know, when I drive anywhere, I think, wow, just look at this wonderful countryside. But I love the community as well. Um, the way people work together and there's so much going on here that you can get involved in. And there's a lot of really interesting people that live around here. That's very true. And one of, and you're one of them. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and uh, what is there anything you dislike about the area? Do you know, there isn't. We thought about moving to the coast, but then I thought, I just like everything about the area, but I wish it was nearer the coast. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your favourite local view? What I like is when I drive from Anstey towards Tisbury, um, I go down Jobbers Lane and you come up to the top of that hill. And as you come over the hill down to Tisbury, somehow the sun just shines on all those fields as I drive into Tisbury. Mm. And that sort of always kind of thrills me, really. Complete the sentence. Not many people know this about Tisbury, but... A lot of the children in St John's School can speak some Chinese. Oh, and is that because of you? Well, <laughs> they've probably forgotten it by now. But Emma and I did a project about two years ago where we taught Chinese throughout the whole school. Um, and so I hope some of them have still remembered it. Yeah, I expect they have. How do you say hello in Chinese? Ni hao. Oh, great. I expect they'll remember that. I'm sure they will, yeah. Okay, just quick fire to end off. Dogs or cats? Oh, cats, definitely. Tea or coffee? Uh, tea. Beer or wine? Wine. Football or rugby? Neither. <laughs> Radios one, two or three for music? Probably, yeah, none of those. Classic FM. Ah, OK. Right. Thank you very much. And that was a bit of Rolling Stones for Anne Martin. And I should just explain the picture of Anne Martin that we published on social media to go with this week's show. It shows her holding up a tiny little red alarm clock 
that she got in China and it dates from Mao Zedong's time and it has a picture of Mao on the alarm clock and it's a little souvenir from the 70s from China. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Now Kate Gann reviews the feel-good film Baghdad Cafe. The next screening of the Magic Lantern film series at the New Vic is Baghdad Cafe. Released in 1987, this is a really quirky and charming film. Director Percy Adlon and his film producer wife Eleanor happened upon the location in the Mojave Desert whilst on a road trip across the US in the early 1980s. The film centres on two women who have recently separated from their husbands and the blossoming friendship that ensues at the Baghdad Café. CCH Pounder plays Brenda, the owner of the café, and Mariana Sagerbrecht is Jasmine, a German tourist who mysteriously turns up looking for work. With an ability to quietly empathise with everyone she meets, Jasmine gradually transforms the café and all the people in it. The café is visited by an assortment of quirky characters, including a strange ex-Hollywood set painter, played by Jack Palance, whose career as a Hollywood actor was revived by this film. It's a really uplifting, feel-good film for a Sunday night. It even inspired a stage play directed by Emma Rice, formerly the director of Knee-High Theatre. The film is screening on the night of the Oscars ceremony. It has a great soundtrack, including the wonderful song Calling You, sung by Javetta Steele, which was nominated in the Best Song category in the 1988 Oscars. You can see Baghdad Cafe on Sunday the 10th of March at 7 o'clock. Get your tickets at www.newvictisbury.com or by calling the box office on 0300 302 3090. You're listening to Tiz Talk from Tisbury, Wiltshire. And we end with Loud Pointer and the Watsons. On Tuesday evening, the Tisbury Cadet Force Detachment is meeting in the Victoria Hall at 6.30 for 7. And at 7pm, all are welcome to attend Tisbury Parish Council meeting, which will be held in the Parish Reading Room. Also on Tuesday evening... Font Hill Park Cricket Club will be holding winter net practice at the NADA Centre from 7.30 to 9pm. The cost is £5 for adults and £2 for juniors. On Wednesday, there is the TIS bus outing to Bewley House and Motor Museum. Pick-up is at 9am and tickets are £26 for a single admission to the venue plus £15 for the TIS bus fare. For more information, Visit the TISBUS website at www.tisbus.co.uk. Also on Wednesday, there are a number of activities running throughout the morning. Tisbury Memory Group will be in the Hinton Hall from 10am to 12 noon. This session 
uh, will feature Chico, who is making a welcome return with music from the 70s and the 80s. Tis Tots will be in the Methodist Hall from 10am to 11.30am and the Communite Cafe and Lent Lunch will be in the Methodist Church and will run from 7.30, oh, I beg your pardon, from 11.30 to 1.30pm and all are welcome. On Wednesday afternoon, there is the first of five digital inclusion sessions, which will run until the 3rd of April. These will be held at the NADA Centre from 2 to 4pm. These sessions are designed for older or vulnerable adults living locally who need help with emails, online prescriptions and shopping. Bookings can be made by emailing k-a-r-l-e-n-e dot j-a-m-m-e-h at wiltshire.gov.uk. On Thursday, the West Tisbury Parish Council meeting is being held in the Hinton Hall at 7pm and all are welcome. And the Tisbury Community Choir are meeting in the Methodist Church from 7.30 to 9.30pm. On Friday and Saturday at Summerlees, there are workshops for artists. For more information, visit www.josephinec.co.uk. On Saturday, there is an evening of rocking, rolling and dancing with Rock Forte in the Victoria Hall at 7.30pm. Tickets are 7.50. On Sunday, to celebrate Mother's Day, Beatons are serving Windsor High Teas from 1 to 5 p.m. It costs 25 per person. Call 01747 871 469 to book. And in the evening, the Magic Lantern Film Club is showing Baghdad Cafe, a comedy drama in the Victoria Hall. Doors and bar open at 6.30 for a 7pm start. Tickets are £8 for non-members. And looking ahead to next week, the Tisbury Footpath Maintenance Club will be meeting on Monday the 11th at 9.30am. You need not be a member to join this gathering to help clear overgrown vegetation and improve the local footpaths. If you are interested in going along, call Roger Walker on 871 105 for more details. And that's it for this week. You can contact us on tisdalkradio at gmail.com. That's all from us. We've been Julianne Murphy and Mary Myers. And special thanks to Keelan Pybus, Lyle Pointer and Kate Gamm.